I said, good morning, America. How are you? I said, don't you know me? I'm your native son. I'm the podcast they call Kirby's Disc Golf World. And we've gone 70 plus episodes and we're not even done. This is Kirby's Disc Golf World. I am Disc Golf Jesus back and better than ever here in Studio One with the cheesiest of the Swissies, Swiss cheese and out in the boonies at Studio Two. And we still keep them around because he's our nephew, JK Disc Golf. Yeah. So, how have your plastic been flying, fellas? Actually, pretty well. I got uh, two days in a row with rounds with Swiss. One uh, 27 holes and the other 18. So, I, I mean, I I never realized because I, I haven't been playing, like, a lot of disc golf recently on how much, like, toll it actually takes my body when I'm not, like, ready to go. Like, those back-to-back days, man, they, like, yeah, <laughs> they caught up bro. to me. How many did we play that first day? We played 27 holes the first day. Yeah. That second day was rough. I could not throw as far, and I noticed it. Yeah. Jefferson. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm understanding. I'm realizing yeah. that like I'm already slowly like when I'm not in like full disc golf mode. Like usually I play disc golf almost every single day. Like I can't throw as far right now, and it's very upsetting to me because that was the one like, thing that I remember, could do uh, well. Second day of I like the second time of I know while where me and Corner just fucking gassed, gassed, yeah. and you are still you're realizing now. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it has nothing to do with age. I think it's like the way the season's gone. It's been, we've all thrown the least amount of possible, right? Yeah. Would you say you've thrown less this year than you've thrown last year, Jesus? Probably. Yeah. So it's it's just like we haven't built that callus, is what I think it is. Like you got to like harden yourself from what we used to do, and the only way of doing it is throwing it. <laughs> like there's no other choice, and that's why I, I think that's it's more that than age. But don't get me wrong. Yes, Jesus and I are declining. I don't think Jay is starting his decline at 21 years old. No, if, right. if, you, if you are and you're starting to get creaky then, then I'm sorry. You got more to worry about. But no, I think it's just we haven't played as much. We haven't been – man, I just the weather, adulthood, you know what I mean? It's just haven't been able to hit the course as much. It used to be we'd get off work and throw. Like, yeah. So that's all. I think it's more that. So you had man, you're so close to a course too. That's what's kind of weird. So kind of phony that yeah, you don't, don't throw more. Right yeah, I, I'm like, what are you averaging a week? How many rounds a week? I play around with you, then I and then I play around <laughs> in a week. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm man, like I, I'm trying to get two or three a week. That's what I'm trying to do. And I think like, yeah, I think my best bet now is like I got to just start scheduling and be like, all right. Tuesdays I throw this, I do this. You know what That's I mean? That's what I'm starting to think too. Yeah, I just gotta work it in and just put it to work and just kind of hit that up. That's all. Which seems weird because disc golf is supposed to be just like a fun thing that you're casually doing, and now you're making it like a job. Yeah. Well, well, we are doing a podcast. So okay, my okay. other spare time is taking up trying to think of stuff for the podcast. That's all. So and doing stuff along those lines. So yeah, there's a lot. Like I, I don't write. My doubles like ten minutes before the pod, except for this one. So, <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, but man, it was fun. We ace Jay almost aced with with me. Yeah. Hit the back side of the chains yeah. at um, Red Fox. Yep. Nice. Whole area ace, so it wasn't like too crazy. Yeah. But uh, ace is an ace, right? Yeah. Still didn't get it though. But an ace nope. would be an ace if you got it. True. True. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> nice. I don't know, fucking hit metal is so good. Walking away, hit metal is for something feather in a cap. I like. I mean, if people are interested in following my Twitter now, I have like the JK Disc Golf Ace Tracker. So anytime I'm close to an ace, I post it now. So you got two forever. bucks out of it. So fuck it. Yeah, you got two bucks out of it in the whatever game. 51. I can't. The what? It's called What's... fifty-one. Fifty-one. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so he got two bucks out of it. So f- good for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, add it to the total. But we did also have some professional disc golf going on. We had the Silver Series, the Beaver State Fling, pretty well known. Uh, played at one of a lot of the pros' favorite courses of all time at Milo. I know Quinn, you want to go out of this one, probably more than any other course right now, right? Uh, yeah, it's probably like my yeah, yeah. I think. I think that because I think that's more realistic than like you know what I mean than like a Finland mm-hmm. or Sweden or even 
what's the one in Prince Edward that everyone raves about? There's one in like Canada, East Island, one of those. I can't think of the name of it. I think it's the one they play at the Canadian Championship. Yeah, it's up there. I think it's like easily in the top. I think it's a. I think it's like a top three year. It's like up way up there on the list. So yeah, Yeah. but like I think Milo's on my list because it's like almost in my head. It's like man, I should be going out there. You know what I mean? Just because I haven't been out there that much. So I think it's also that. But yeah, it's the number one on my list. For yeah. sure. What's the number one on your list, JK? Number one on my list is Winthrop Gold. That's as much as people you won't really, really, I feel like, agree with that. Just like one of those nostalgic things where like, I used to watch USDGC like religiously when I was starting, first starting to get into disc golf. So that was like ingrained in my like 15 year old mind. It was that course. Nice. That's a good pick. Do you have any dream course you want to play, oh, right? No. <laughs> Not think so. Not think so. Maybe uh, I wouldn't mind like Atlanta. Atlanta's got a bunch in that area. We gotta do a road trip to Atlanta. Uh, give me a course. Like, I want to go to like a little no-name fucking course. Like those courses we played. Um, uh, where were we? Like the first course we played Michigan. going down to Idlewild, maybe. Oh. Or when we went down to Michigan. No, Michigan. Yeah. Or the fucking. That very first course in Garfield. Michigan. Yeah, Garfield. Yeah. Like, I love the ace attack. Like, like, I just want that. That's, give me that course and just give me an ace, and I'll be happy. I don't want to go to any of these big-ass fucking courses. <laughs> Reed just wants ace runners. That's what he really cares to enjoy his game on. Aces are cool, man. Aces are cool, yeah. But if it's like, yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd rather hit a banger and challenge. That's just me. I. I have a little I, bit of in my heart for both. Some fucking big holes, some par fours. But give me a fucking, give me a wooded fucking zip and dunk kind of shit. I'm in. Gotcha. And, like no name fucking. I want. I want like no name fucking courses. Like I want. I want somebody to be like, we went to this fucking course and this guy. I was like, no way. That's my whole course. <laughs> Just That's what you like, care for more than the the big names. Yeah. That's cool. Someone needs to do it. Yeah, so there's got to be that guy. I guess I guess Jesus will be that guy. So. Yeah. But back, back to the Beaver State fling, though. We had Valerie Mandujano taking down another tournament on the year, overcoming Katrina Allen. It seems like this has been the storyline of kind of moving forward of the season with more times that Val's been beating Kat, especially for the win. Is, is Valerie Mandujano better than Katrina Allen? I think that... I don't know if any of us right now are going to say that because that just seems stupid, especially with, you know, two world championships on Katrina Allen's name. But Valerie Mondahano did come back that final round, shooting minus five, the hot round, beating everybody else by four strokes to overcome a falling Katrina Allen, you know, having a p- very unfortunate, poor final round. Man, Valerie's good. I, I think it's like, it, yeah, I think we got to stop with, I think I think she's opening the eyes to everybody. I think everybody's willing to acknowledge that she's good. And I think right now, the like almost, I think she's better than Cat. Playing better right now at this moment is Cat better? Yes, but who's playing the best at this moment? I think Valerie's playing the best at this moment, and it's close. Like man, Cat's still got another second. She's still wrecked another. <laughs> another notch in the belt as far as the, her season in placing on this year but with another win and what Valerie's doing it's hard to not acknowledge it and she's having a superb year yep she's she's actually fighting to work she's actually doing really well um yeah she won back to back she's fucking the shit good for her yeah, I think for right now, it seems to me a, like a, a big comparison to Missy Gannon at the end of the last season. I don't know if Valerie's quite accomplished those achievements yet, but at the end of that season, it was pretty much everyone seemed like to be putting Missy Gannon in that that Katrina Allen, Paige Pierce boat, and it seemed to be like everyone was jumping the boat, jumping the gun a little bit, because now, I mean, Missy Gannon, great. I would put her at the second tier of the FPO. You have like a Christine, Kristen Tatar. Paige Pierce, Katrina Allen, all those names are like that are the number one undeniable tier. And I think that like the Missy Gannons, and now you could put Valerie, I think, on that step right now before we jump and say she's the top four best. So go ahead. I'm sorry. I wonder if this is what the FPO is. Somebody always pushes herself in the top. A Haley King, a Missy Gannon, a Manahanu. And they're they're on top for one year and then they just fall off and fall into 
So uh, you want? It's funny because he's talking about that, and what I think alludes to it. I think we put so much emphasis on the big cash win tournaments, right? Mm-hmm. Every name read read off right there, with the exception of Valerie. What do they have in common? They each pocketed yeah. twenty G's in yeah, one, one yeah, right, in one tournament. And so then we that automatically elevates. And when you got that much money in the game and that much skin in the game, um, it elevates you to what you had as a better season. Valerie's already got more wins than what Missy had last year, I believe. I'm, I don't know if that's true. Uh, if not, not, it's probably tied. If not, it's probably uh, like it's close. It's she like she won the finale. She, she won the finale, and then she won. Mm, she won something. I don't. Why am I, I think she, she won something. She won like. I think I she only won one other. D-Glo. Why does this dig D-Glo sound? Yeah, I think she won only one or two others. And Valerie's got three on the year this year, right? Am I wrong on that? She has two on this year, correct? No, I no, think she's got three. She oh, yeah, she won. Yeah, she won the she's first got two. three. Yeah. Oh, she won one in the beginning and then she went back to back. Yeah. However, yeah. this is a silver series. So if you want to go, Fair, back, you, like, I guess. Yeah. You know, that always gets diminished, even though well, we, did, we did I have just, a. I think I'm correct. I think there's always one, like, females that are just going to be moving their way up and you just have to pick that female. And this might be. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe Manahana will show fucking that she is. Mm hmm. Good, because I was I, I was actually um I was I said she wouldn't win a lot uh, mm-hmm. down because she was in her neck of the woods and she was doing really well. That's when, that's the first one. I mean she did get kind of quiet, but she's been on fire. You know who else has been on fire? GG. Character too. Fucking should have been back to back. You want to know what? Just imagine if it was fucking Garrett Kirsten winning back-to-back instead of fucking Simon Zott. So much more beef jerky out for sale, that's for sure. Dude, <laughs> hey, I know he listens. Garrett Gerthy, fucking Beaver State Fling Zing. Just like we said, put the barbecue, put the crushed red pepper on that fucking shit. Boom. Make millions. New guys. seasoning. <laughs> Bang. Beaver State Fling Zing. I I would be really surprised if he doesn't do something beef jerky relating to the Beaver State Fling or just a winning in general. It just seems like it's such an easy thing to do. Like we talked about in the last podcast, we said if he wins, will he make a beef jerky? I said yes. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised. I thought I thought he already had I thought he would already had something in the works, but I'm guessing not Mm because it hasn't come out yet. And because they released the stamp. If they release his generic fucking stand, let's just throw some let's just throw some uh, words out on who won this one tournament or any tournament for that matter. Basic stamp, but they, at least you know we did something. I don't know mm-hmm. what it's going to be stamped on. Wraith? I think it's wraiths. Yeah. I I'm cool with a Halo wraith that stamp. Halo I, bottom stamp wraith. Yeah. And I would say I that it, it I personally enjoy the stamp like i think that like a lot of times especially like right now is uh, this mania is coming to my head right now where they just snap like the bottom stamp of like the super small thing where it just says the name just says the tournament it just yeah, kind of so seems weak. like a little weak yeah just super weak gotcha this craft even kind of does something similar along the lines of those two but this is like the entire bottom you have now i don't know if this is specific, like this was we were talking about this before we started recording i don't know if this is specifically art of beaver state fling or if this is some generic disc golf thing uh i personally just don't know but it would be i'm just gonna like bring it or i'm just gonna in my mind i'm gonna assume or i'm gonna tell myself that somewhere on milo maybe when you walk up to it that this is a real sign obviously it doesn't say champion Garrett girthy it'll say like beavers or it'll say yeah. milo MacGyver. but if that's there that would be super cool Maybe it does because it's on a state park. Maybe like when you go into the state park, yeah, that it, might be something. It, it's probably. I'm something. just saying I haven't seen it on a course or like you know what I mean. Like, but that that's something Anoba had. Reads reads the and it's like a stock stamp that he had like built no, up I, and he added letters. You want to know what? Yes, but I'm but I'm wanting to say that it could be a sign from Beaver. But that was whoever won the fucking tournament, Haley mm-hmm. King, whoever's thrown fucking Anoba and wins that tournament, that's their stamp. That's now my only step. thing, only thing that I'm going to question is what would they put in the space of bogey free then, or would that just be blank? That you can put whatever, yeah, the yeah, year, you, you can even put the your year. their score, like you know what I mean, like whatever major, what like disc it is? yeah, you could, yeah, could do something. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, I think you just. So you think they made this for this tournament and supplanted the name? 
That's what you think. Yep. I, 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 man, I think it's genericer than that. I think this was like in their stock files somewhere they had lettering or something you know what i mean that, that's what that i gotta also, think like, that also could which be is cool which that is fine by me like, but i which it's either they they have this stamp laying around it's either a picture from fever that they turned into a cartoon or it's just some random fucking stamp but they had this laying around this was the idea as soon as fever state came up like but Whatever, man. Good for Garrett. I'm glad he yeah, wants something. Yeah, especially after like, the heartbreak of last week, it was cool to see him redeem himself and hopefully moving forward continues this on the season. Oh. Maybe. I don't think so. But I think the other exciting thing yeah, <laughs> cool. I think the other exciting thing that happened in the Beaver State fling that we can talk about is the Joel Freeman ace. We did see a tournament ace. I don't I haven't had too many of those, I feel like, this season so far. So it was cool to see, especially when it like it did matter in the moment. It did put him within one stroke of Garrett Gerthy. Granted, I think he was like three holes ahead. Yeah. But it still put him within one of the win and then unfortunately following that up with a bogey and kind of setting it back. However, it was still cool to see like it really would have been cool to see if Joel kind of, as much as I'm not necessarily cheering for Joel Freeman, uh, it would be cool to see if he would have aced it and then continue to push either into a playoff or for the win from that ace. Tournament aces are cool, so mm-hmm. fuck it. I'm in for so what's, what, what, is, what do you think a pro would rather have, right? A tournament ace or an ace on GK skins? If you still had the 10G a pot, then yeah, the skin. Okay, well, it's, it's not 10G. I don't know what it was at. Yeah. Okay, so obviously I'm alluding to um, Cora Dolan hitting yes. the ace and GK skins a week after the 10,000 uh, yeah. pot was hit, which is kind of upsetting, obviously. But an ace is an ace. I'm still sure he was getting a decent amount of money. Um, it's It would be interesting. Which Yeah, which one brings more pub or more attention to your – you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah, to your presence. And I think, right. I think, I think the GDK one. Yeah, you think? Okay. Attendance. It might. It might. It certainly was probably be shared yeah, more, just, clickable more, presented more, and it'd be out there know, more than just, I think than the DGBT. Just the voice of the person that doesn't do it. I heard about the 10K. I did not know. Joel Freeman had a 10 minutes. Gotcha. So, so yeah, I mean, there you go. There you go. So, so just to put that out there, but 10 minutes are awesome. I, I I'm kind of, I think if there's a tournament ace, I think it should be fucking sports center top 10. Like, like automatic? Automatic? Automatic. Oh, man. Because how, oh, how often is a fucking hole in one and golf Not happen? And they, and it'd be a top ten. Yeah, but how often does a hole in one happen? I guarantee every time there's a hole in one, it's on a fucking yeah, top ten. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. So I think that's why. If we want to get legitimized, that should happen. <sighs> I don't know if disc golf has that decision making, though. No. It's more does sports that, center uh, deciding. It's kinda of difficult to get in the sports center top ten when you got like NBA Finals, Stanley Cup. <laughs> like you got like a bunch of Is that, wait. Did $10,000 ace hit the top 10? Probably. I don't think so. Really? No. No. That surprised me. I think if if anything hits ever hits the top 10 in disc golf on ESPN, every single person will know about it. Because every disc golf social media channel would be sharing the absolute shit out of it. Yeah. Well, it has happened before. Yeah. Redolin's on camera was more impressive than Babcock's. Okay. In my opinion, that's just me. So hmm. that's the pro- that's also kind of the problem when you have them back to back. You'll always like judge them and compare them to each other. You know what I mean? I don't Fair, know. Yeah. So for me, I thought Redon's is pretty impressive. Yeah, I'm impressed with it's that kid nice. in general. And so, yeah. another thing, I knew about the guy hitting the second one after the ten thousand, and I still didn't know about the tournament. Joel still didn't know about yeah, the so- tournament. Gotcha. That nice. is interesting. Yeah, I, maybe they, they just definitely do like a better job of sharing it on social media. Yeah, I, mean, I think the only really person that's sharing Joel Freeman's is obviously the DGPT. So, but like I think obviously GK Skins is sharing it, and then basically everybody else is sharing. Yeah. 
Yeah, but that was the Beaver State fling. It didn't, you know, it was the Silver Series. We didn't have everybody at it. And yeah, I think it's still, it still has the prestige to it. It's still Beaver State fling. Yeah, you got the man with that course. It's, it's up there. It's up there. And the tournament that seems to be trying to make a little bit more prestigious is the event happening this weekend, the DGP, uh, DGPT match play event. And it seems that so many players are deciding not to play in it. Yeah, they're trying to make it a thing, but I just don't think that, I don't think anybody else is really trying to make a thing. I love it. I know. Yeah. I don't. I think um, like the big names that aren't playing in it, like Paige. I only know who I'm gonna have as winners. I don't know. So I'll I'll run down the list. Let's run down the list so everybody knows. FPO: Kristen Tatar, Paige Pierce, Katrina Allen, Jessica Weiss, and Kona Panis all. Um, did not play, qualified, and chose not to play, I should say. And in the MPO, Ricky Wysocki, Chris Dickerson, Paul McBeth, Drew Gibson, Maddie O, um, Emerson Keith, Chris Clemens, Corey Ellis, Thomas Gilbert, and Casey White. And I will say, too, another one that you might add to the list, however, he's not necessarily choosing, well, he is choosing not to play, but more so due to injury is Calvin Heimberg. Ooh, injury came out, huh? He yeah. said that he hasn't been feeling too good and that playing the Beaver State fling, right? He, uh, that right. it was uh, kind of acting up and wasn't feeling too great. So he said that there's still a chance he does. However, he's more than likely he drops. Okay. Defending champ too, right? You know what? I probably should just. Yeah, look that up because I have. I'm, I have yeah, okay. to, like, Man. I, I think the big names don't like this t- tournament because it's. He is not down. playing, just so we're aware. Calvin is not playing. No, and Bradley Williams is not playing. Is now? Yeah, Bradley Williams is the 16 <laughs> now seed. Man, so the whole groups have all adjusted, huh? Holy hell. I do have it pulled up. I have. I can run down the list. So we're not confused. Okay, oh, my well, gosh. Well, that's when we start picking the extras. That's, that's later on. Oh, my goodness. Um, I'm thinking they need... So what's injured? His elbow? Is it a standard elbow? I, like... Okay. He just said injury. He might have said gotcha. something that I'm, I'm kind of not thinking right now. Okay. Also, I don't know if you know this, Brad, but the format has now changed as well. So now you're obviously in the pools. You will be in that pool for three rounds. You play a total of 36 holes with your group, and you're playing against the um your who like you playing against one heads up against one person each different round, so you're being switched up. So you will be playing like a round robin style within your pool. Cool. And then obviously whoever wins the pool then goes on to the uh, the when final was this four. change. When like, was it? When was it officially? Like yeah, when was this rules? I yeah. I mean this is only the second year it's happening, so I mean, but like yeah. I don't know when it was officially like the new rules. Yeah, that sounds more like I don't understand why that's bigger names. I thought it was just one and done and kind of shit. I prefer that as well. And there's also, but um, I think that's why bigger names aren't showing up because we had didn't we have huge blow ups at this last time? Like, didn't no. we have like Paige get knocked out really, really early? No, she I don't make it to the finals. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's very much. Because I know Eagles went pretty far. I know Heinberg went pretty far. I know, yeah, there's at least on the MPO, FPO. That has, I don't know. I just don't. Maybe they don't want to party. Uh, it, might, it might be something along those lines of being fearful of being taken down. It, it's a lot easier to be taken down than over a three-round course. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. For someone. A, it, yeah. It's like doesn't have the prestige yet. You don't really. I don't see the payout of. I know last year the winner got ten grand, right? That's what. Yeah, last year the winner got ten grand. They hadn't announced the the amount either. Yeah, yeah. So that may be also part of it. Yeah, I think a lot of pros are normally looking at you know three day events, sometimes four. This is a five day event if you make it to the finals. That's a lot of disc golf on your body. Yeah. Next week you're not going to try to play even more. I can see why that is um, a risk. I think the only thing that's going to happen, like make this a more of an official thing, and like again have that prestige to it, 
is that people start enjoying it, start liking it, start talking about it, and I don't necessarily know if that's going to be a thing. I really hope the DGPT continues just to have it on there and have people who want to come there be part of it because you don't know if this new generation disc golfers are going to like it. Like, what if Gannon Bird, you know, plays it and then just raves about it, like how much he yeah. loves it? Maybe you're going to see a whole now people might take it more yeah, seriously. It's it's an inter- yeah, it's different. I man, I get it. I don't know. I yeah, it, it's. We're the gimmick disc golf, man. We're, me, yeah, DJ, that's... <laughs> me, me and you are in for it. We're in for fucking anything, man. Pretty much. Like, more gimmick, more anything. That, man, that's how I, we, like, when we first started playing disc golf, it was not stroke play. It was purely match. Like, you won holes. Like, that's yeah, how, that's like, yeah. yeah. That's how me and my buddies still play. Yeah, like, it was not a matter of, like, who had the best score, who had the best round. It was how many holes. That's, that's, how, that's how me and my buddies play my buddy also fucking they play where you just have to have a foot behind the desk just one foot behind the desk <laughs> and, then, and then he gets a putt like it's so much easier fucking that blows my mind like you get like cheating so much easier it's crazy how that works <laughs> but it sucks that it, like i've been conditioned to putt the re- the putt this way you're supposed to so i see that i'm doing it and i just laugh yeah it's kind of funny now looking back like oh man i used to do that like you know what I mean? It's kind of weird. But do you want to break down the pools and see who we have taken this thing down? Sure. sure. You have right. to read them off. What are we starting no, off? FPO, FPO. Let's do the females because the females had to change. All right. That's a fair point. Well, nice let me let me double check that. Let me double check. Nice plug reads. Okay. Well, that's not also, true. They have changed. They have changed. Hey, hey. The MP, FPO has changed. Just so you're aware. What? Speaking of plugs. Codename Kirby, Price Picks, get 100% of your buy-in times two. Up to $100, guys. Just use it. Do you want to know who dropped out of the FPO? Sure. <sighs> Katrina Allen. Let me, let me just double check. Do you have guesses? Katrina Allen was never in it. Oh, yeah, you're right. Manahanano? Yep. Yeah, that was going to be my next pick. Fucking kind Man, of- I'm really worried about the purse now. I'm really kind of interested to see what this purse comes out to be, and everyone's just like, screw it. It says something that the two, I'm guessing those are the two top of the MPO and FPO field, right? Yeah. 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 They both chop out. Yeah. That's a little little shady. Man, it's. But. Maybe they don't look like that might be the thing, man. Maybe real disc golfers don't like this gimmick bullshit. Maybe, Maybe we are in the minority, and we will never get stupid disc golf. And the, the stupid disc golf what we're going to get is going to be lower tier disc golf. But I'll still be happy with it. I'm perfectly fine. Yeah, whatever, dude. Simon's still there. I still got a, I still got someone I'm rooting for. Simon's going to take this bitch and get even more popular. Good for him. <laughs> so. Nah. I, I like my other picks. I got, I got, I picked Simon, but I, I like, I like my other two picks for my mail. But it's gonna change it up. So now it's all fucked up. We get to play this blind, guys. Let's play. Who are you picking in this game? Let's do it right now. All right, we'll we'll, we'll start back up with the FPO. We'll start with Pool A. We have Missy Gannon. I apologize, I'm not gonna know this name, and I know who it is. So don't. <laughs> I just can't pronounce European names like Lauren. Tenzin? I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. It's on you, disc. <laughs> like, why do I have to send you a link to type in udisc.com? But I'll continue to read it off so we can keep this going. And then and finishing up the pool A, we have Lisa Fakus and Holland Handley. So, all right. One more time, so we're going. Oh, it's uh, Lisa Gannon, like L- Lauren Tazen, Lisa Vegas, Colin uh, Hanley. All right, I'm ready. Out of those four, four. So we're picking two. Oh, you pick one. Missy we're picking Gannon. one. Missy Gannon. Yeah, I'm gonna go chalk on that one. Cause I, cause I picked Missy Gannon and the other one. I fucking. Why are the? Why are the? pool split like they're playing head to head though Isn't they are kinda... playing head they are playing head to head they're playing like i said they're Where's playing 36 holes they're all playing a pool oh, play. they're playing a round robin within their pool now i got it now i got it wow that's way too much disc golf 
All right, go ahead. Five rounds. So we all have Missy Gannon. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We have Holly Finley, Cat Merch, Maria Oliva, Natalie Ryan. Give me Natalie Ryan. I want Natalie Ryan as well. Um, man, I really think it's going to be Merch or Oliva. Give me Oliva. I'll go wild on that one. Wow. I'll go Oliva. That's bold. That's a bold pick. That's a real bold pick. Okay. Can we discuss before? Because before I had Mani Hano and Gan. Yeah. Those were those are my picks before. Uh-huh. And I did have Hanson and Ryan were, were in the same bracket. Yeah. And I, and I couldn't pick between those two. I just I just wanted those to fucking uh go into a sudden death kind of bullshit. So the, that'd be cool. Hey, they might then, see each other later on though. And then uh, unless she drops. I don't know how she got moved, but go on. Please tell me the next one. Pool C, we have Deanne Carey, Ella Hansen, Jennifer Allen, and Emily Beach. Give me Ella Hansen. Yes, Ella Hansen. Oh, man, dude, we're going so chalk, bro. Ella Hansen is I well. just went to FIFA. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mention chalk. It's like we all picked like the same people. That's why I'm sorry. I think, man. Because I, I think we all like the same females, and – we all like the same lower tier female. I would I wouldn't be surprised if Jennifer Allen and Deanne Carey are both there. If I was gonna go second, I'd probably pick a shocker and Jennifer Allen. I don't think that's as much of a shocker. I know. Yeah. I don't think either. Jennifer Allen was my second too. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> all right. Pool D. Then we have Sarah Holcomb, Vanessa Van Dyken, Rebecca Cox, and Own Scoogit. So Haley King dropped out. This is yeah, the hardest like one. Looks this like one's it. the most difficult right. out of the Cause FPO. Because I, I had Haley King winning as well. And I, um, I, wow. uh, yeah, that's why Emily Beach, I think, is in there also. Give me Owen. Owen's been shooting really well. Yeah. I wanted Owen, bro. Let this me take my own people. Well, you shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> Should have said, said Jesus the link. And he could, uh, <laughs> he might have been, might have been able to, you might have been uh, able to pick first. Um, I think this is the most difficult one. I will go with another shocker. I will go with Rebecca Cox. I think she's throwing well. She is interesting. And then, do you want to just then decide who we think is going to win the event outright? I feel like it's only fair. Sure. Dude. Wow. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) I also have Natalie Ryan. Um, I think it's going to be Missy Gannon just on putting Sorry. alone. You can have Danny Ryan. Have own. I, mean, I think Owen would be my second pick, Reed. I think that I think she would be up there as like I my think, second. Give me own. Like odds on favorites, I'm probably going Missy Own. I'm, I'm maybe Sarah Hokum after that. Sarah Hokum and I think. Ella Hansen are pretty close. I, I really thought Haley King was gonna fucking do dominate. Do you have like an underdog you're rooting for? I'm rooting for Cat Merch. I hope Cat Merch just kills it. I kind of I I want either Ella Hansen or Natalie Ryan to win. I will take those two also. Those three are probably who. I'm I think the, looking at the list, I would not care. I would be ecstatic for whoever wins. We're yeah, it's nice, yeah. It's a nice. Group. Why are you lying? Yeah, you wouldn't like Holcomb winning. I think he was lying on that. I wouldn't one. care. I like. I would have probably no emotion. I'd be like, okay. "Good job, you did it." Gotcha. Yeah. I just love match play. I like to see everyone play. I just I think it's super cool. But now then we can move on to the NBA. I'm kind of pissed off at this one just because I thought there was going to be a great final four matchup that I was really excited to see if it happened, of course. And we're now we're not going to have the opportunity because we're going to get it in round one. Pule, Gannon Burr, Albert Tom, Kyle Klein, and Ezra Aderhold. Those are some bangers. <laughs> that's man, that's a tough little group right there. It's gonna be oh man. It's gonna be Gannonbury. Yeah, I agree. I think Gannonbury got this one. No, I think Klein. I hope so, kind of. Yeah. If I was picking, I'd probably go Gannon Klein. Okay. Tom Ezra Is as my like. I'll put, I'll put Ezra. You flip Tom and Ezra? Gotcha. Yeah. It's gonna be Klein or Ezra. No way it's Ezra. Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> I think there's no way of Ezra. I, I, think Ezra. I, think Ezra can put that I mean that in the most politest of ways, too. <laughs> like, I know how badly that sounds. Ezra, Ezra, can, do, Ezra can put shit together. He and can. He's, and he's intimidating. <laughs> Look at him. 
to everybody but Gannon Burr because that kid's got ice in his veins. That kid's going to kill it. Yeah, because he takes a minute and a half to fucking... <laughs> Doesn't matter. It's still fucking ice cold. Yeah, you want to know what that's going to do? Time. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no way. Good luck with that. As when. Yeah, there's no <laughs> way. Pool B, we have James Conrad, Bradley Williams, Aaron Gossage, and Luke Humphreys. Damn it. Dude, this is like a snoozer of a fucking pool. What? Really? No, I mean, it's the kind of I pool. don't know. I Maybe think, the... yeah, I, I I think this is the worst pool there is. I really I mean, do. I'm probably not going to disagree with that. But... I'll go Gossage. Okay, interesting. Hmm. All right, moving on to pool C then. Wait, who are you going with? He said Conrad. Conrad. Oh. Yeah. I, I Conrad or Hump. I had I had both them winning their respective divisions. Yeah, that one's man. That one's kind of a that one seems a little tired. See, and then again in Pool C, I'm also very upset because there are two people that I really wanted to see. Oh. Now I will no longer be able to. Anthony Barella, Joel Freeman, Simon Lazat, and Chandler Fry. And I have a debate. I don't know if I, as I'm a big AB fan, and I, I Huge want AB, AB to succeed, but at the same time, it's like, how can I go against Simon? Especially, yeah, there's no way of going Simon. That's Simon. Yeah, there's no way. Right? It's Simon. Don't get me wrong, man. Joel can pop you, pop off too. Anthony and Joel, that's a good little matchup there. I like that one. Seeing those two because both of those can pop. You know what I mean? But yeah, it's Simon. I think it's Simon all the way. And then finally, we have Pool D, Jeremy Colling, Kevin Jones, Nico LaCastro, and Alden Harris. Who do I want to win? Nico LaCastro. I think this is like the tightest race out of all the group. Who do you think is going to win, Red? Um, Kevin Jones. Kevin Jones. Kevin, Kevin Jones. Kevin Jones. Nah. You know what? I'll do what you want to do. Nico LaCastro. Yay! I'll do what neither of you want to do, Alden Harris. I uh, no no interest in doing that. <laughs> you take calling over Alden? Yeah. Wow! Probably no not. way! No way! Calling no. my second. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's that's stupid. That's the. That's <laughs> <laughs> just do it. They won't let Nico Castro win. Who that. won't? The man. There's like conspiracies against Nicola Castro. Yeah, and reads that. Okay, and then finally, who do you think is going to take down the MPO side? Uh, Gannonber. Give me Simon. Kevin Jones. What? What's your final card there? What would you want to see in the finals? Well, I don't know if it's like all four of them round robin at the end, or if it's heads up in the end. So I don't even know if that's possible. That's why I kind of just was, was picking out right. Okay, cool. Simon Gannon. Yeah, man. Yeah, that'd be a cool one. It's yeah, gonna be that's gonna be the DGPT Match Play Championship this weekend. I'll be watching it. I'm super excited for this one. But that's gonna leave us off to the infamous Dream Doubles. Dear old dad, you remember when? You used to throw, let's do it again, dear old dad. You remember this tune in this whole wild world, no one looks like you. This is Kirby's Dream Doubles, where we take some aspect of this world, be it the DreamWorks animation or MLB mascots. We find our worst disc golf partner. We find who we want to be. We find our best disc golf partner. Make a nice little sandwich. This week, in honor of Father's Day, we are going with TV Dads. And I'll start it off with the worst. I'm going with Jerry Smith. I think the only person in any universe who is the most useless human being alive. I don't know if he's done anything actually productive inside of any of the shows. And when he does, it's just a mockery. Now, looking back at the one thing that he did was just being annoying and annoying people. And that's exactly what he's going to be doing on the course every single time I'm playing with him. Every single hole. Either throwing it into the first tree there, missing the five-foot putt that I try to get him to tap in because I wanted him to be involved in somehow. 
Jerry Smith would not be able to do absolutely anything, and he would just be annoying the entire round. I just don't think I'd be able to handle him trying to get some sort of uh, positive feedback after he misses five-foot butts every time because that's all he's looking for is just the positive reinforcement that I'm not going to give him because I'm going to be pissed off the entire round of him missing butts, hitting trees, and overall being the worst disc golfer alive, Jerry Smith. Yeah, just just look what he did with when he tried to get better in golf game with Mr. Meeseeks. That would just be a bad time. All right, guys. My worst might be a shocker, but Frank Reynolds would definitely be the worst disc golfer at a whopping four foot ten and 77 years of age. (laughs) Mine's gone due to syphilis from Hawass. And he'd just be a bad disc golfer. He would come up. Three sheets to the wind, fucking gurgling, burping, and fucking throwing up at the same time and swallowing it back. And then fucking decide fucking sit in the porter potty and have sex with hoys. You don't know what you can do when he comes to the disc golf course, man. I mean, he'd be throwing his money around. It'd be kind of cool. He'd be like, oh, man, here's a Cloud Breaker 5 for you. Here's a fucking this crap fucking rainmaker. I'm going to make it rain on this hua. Fucking doing acid, it, it'd be a good time. But he's not gonna be a good disc golfer. He's not gonna. Fuck, he's gonna fucking be laying down on the ground halfway through hole one, being like, "Leave, just leave me, leave me alone. I'll be fine." Sorry. He's also a terrible dad to his fucking parents. His fucking son is a murderous psycho, and his fucking daughter's a bird. The only good father he is to is Charlie. That's not even his kid. So what if they sleep together? I mean, okay, nice. All right, I'm surprised you made no reference to ham. Yeah, rum ham. Uh-huh. Definitely have a rum ham. Yeah. <laughs> that, never, that never like enticed me like a rum ham. Okay, I'm just yeah. I thought you were. I was waiting for the rum ham. I was waiting for the ham. No, I was no, waiting no, for that. No, so no, I was kind of no, there's. All right, moving on to mine. My worst is Frank Costanza from Seinfeld. Um, to honest, to be honest, not the greatest disc golf shape. That, and if he brings his wife along, which Jesus has already hit on, it's only going to think make things bad or worse. But he really is one crazy son of a bitch. You're going to have to listen to for the entire time. This man's going to be discussing up made up fucking holidays and festivists, and in between the sound of polyester, seventies polyester rubbing together, you're also going to he's also going to try to sell you a bro for those man titties. He is trash on the course. Also, no drive game, no approach game, and no putt game. And what makes it all worse? Him fucking yelling serenity now after each of those terrible throws. Fuck, 10 minutes alone would be fucking enough of Frank Costanza, let alone two hours. My worst, Frank Costanza. Yeah, Frank Costanza, thing I did. Stout Costanza, my worst for Mother's Day. Check it out, guys. It's all about red. <laughs> it's all about the Jesus, isn't it? Yeah. Let's let's tie it into Jesus' ego for a moment. Hey. I acknowledge you in my piece enough, and you still have to highlight that you did it. No, have you acknowledged <laughs> me? Give me the right to bring it up. Okay. It's like a court of law. You brought up the past, so I get to bring it up. If you wouldn't have brought me up, I wouldn't have said anything. Gotcha. Just to let you know. Welcome to the court of fucking Jesus. All right, guys. I, I'm not just being a There's a monster out there. Watch out, guys. All right. My beat is not just for me. It's for his own fucking kid. And for the fans. Ted and Evelyn Mosby. I'm beating your ass. First of all, he sees this kid down and he proceeds to tie over the story of how he banged all these hoos for fucking all through his life. And for fucking like six years he does this. And he's telling this is how you met your mother. And no, it's not about how he met your mother. It's about how he had sex with a fucking girl that was dumb. So dumb that he can't remember her name and called her baby. And fucking how he fucking had numerous of fucking women leave, the, leave their husbands for him just to, for her to leave them. Yeah, he's a terrible fucking human being. Also, he kind of seems like the douchebag that would disc golf. Like, if you were going to fucking see him dogging on the street, like, yeah, like, I definitely douchebag the disc golf. So I think he'd be a tough beat anyway. He's just a terrible human being. 
Everybody put them on the puzzle. And everybody made this big deal of this show. Like, I didn't watch the show till after it was over. I thoroughly hated this show. <laughs> like, it's one of those shows that I'm fucking, I had to grit my teeth and bear finishing. Like, I have another one I'm doing right now for a fucking, for, for, one of, for one of our podcasts. Hopefully I finish in time. But that's another story. So, fucking Ted Evelyn Mosby, I'm beating you because I think you'd be good at disc golf. And you're just a terrible human being. And... Just a fucking douchebag, and your show is terrible, and you shouldn't have fucking ended up with somebody you referred to as your kid's aunt. That's fucking weird. You ended up with like your sister. Just saying, awkward. Nice. That sex with sister. That's weird. I'm gonna go off the cup. I'm gonna change mine. I'm gonna go just freestyle. So my beat is Uncle Phil. Now I'm sick and tired. First of all, Uncle Phil is going to be really intimidating, right? Big presence, big judge. If uh, you ever fucking saw him on the hustling episode, he'd be kind of fucking difficult to deal with, right? He's going to be the boss of the situation. So mind you, it's going to be a little bit rough, especially when I'm probably going to be legit stoned out of my brain. So it's going to be pretty tough walking up to that, kind of approaching that, having a conversation with that. But what I'm also tired of is I'm tired of like Phil Jackson or I said Phil Jackson, Uncle Phil um, being presented as like this great dad. Right. Now, don't get me wrong. Just take he takes in Will Smith. Um, he takes in Will and he provides a great home and a balanced structure that he needed. And he's awesome with Will. But while that's going on, he's got a pompous, stuck up, snobby fucking kid who only cares about shopping, clothes, everything along those lines. Then you also have the male version of that who is basically gets addicted to speed under Phil without him knowing while he's taking care and coddling Will. And the other one, the other daughter is never even really discussed about often. He doesn't even really discuss it. So it's kind of weird. Uncle Phil, be weird. He's a judge. Fuck that. First of most, I'm going to beat Uncle Phil. Nice. I was going to go Stan Smith the whole way, and then I just fucking went, decided to change it up. What? The black Stan Smith, basically. No, no really? He adopts <laughs> Roger and coddles Roger. Roger is fucking um, Will Smith in the situation. His daughter is a rebellion. <laughs> They went another way. They went with the daughter being a rebellious fucking everything against her father, which they didn't go with Uncle Phil, which is kind of surprising. The the baby turns out that way a little bit, but and then the weak fucking St- uh, Steve is just Carlton. Steve's a white Carlton. <laughs> Boom. Okay. You did the same person, guys. Uh, I don't think so. I think one's a CIA agent that's athletic and difficult to beat. Yeah, the other one's just a judge. All right, I'm going to go with my beat now. <laughs> I have Frank Murphy. Are you, did you say something? I can't tell if you're telling me no or not. All right, I'm going with Frank Murphy from F is for Family. If you haven't seen the show, super underrated show. Definitely check it out. But basically, the entire round is just going to be me getting absolutely yelled at for literally everything I do. This man has never seen something he's liked in his entire life, just decides to yell at everybody. And you might be thinking, like, oh, he might be yelling at, like, on the raid roads or road rage. I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> he, or just, like, employees, something like that. No, he yells at every one of his kids. He yells at his wife, his dad. Everybody, you name it, he's saying fuck you to them. And if I have to hear that to not only me but everyone else on the course, you know he's got to be taken down. And the worst part is he's equally or bad at everything he does that he yells at people for. So he's not even justified in what he's yelling at, which really just pisses me off sometimes. So I really have to put him in in his place. I think he would be like okay at disc golf. He'd get like really bored and get really drunk halfway through, which would be even more to just rub it in his face when I'm dominating. So, Frank Murphy, you're going down. All right, moving to the best. I think there should only be one best. And let me start off. Don't get me wrong. I know he's kind of a little bit of a neurotic. I know he's a neat freak. I get it. But Danny Tanner from Full House is still going to be the best goddamn disc golfer out there. Just look at the dude. He looks like a fucking 80s disc golfer, first and foremost. Um This guy lives in a fucking house with eight other fucking human beings and a fucking golden retriever. Sprinkle in a little Kimmy Keebler also off the fucking bench. And there's no reason why this guy is not going to Golden Gate Park on the regs 
to get away from it fucking all. That and you know Jesse and Joey's ass has no reason to be caught dead on the fucking course. So it's going to be just him alone, all quiet, working on his forehand game with this tall, lanky frame being fucking popping that bitch like a motherfucker to the likes of Eagle distance. He is super adaptable. Also, you can't tell me that he can't adjust to every people, every situation and be cool as a cucumber. He's a widowed father for fuck's sake, raising three daughters. He's heard and seen enough fucking shit in his lifetime that nothing can phase his fucking putt. Also, Danny Tanner is my best. All right. I'll go for my best then. Phil Dunphy from Modern Family. And really, not only would he be just a great partner in the seam of he's got the snacks, he's got everything we need. If I get extra discs, literally anything, he's got it covered. He just wants to be my friend, which is be a good thing in your disc golf partner. But the other thing is he has experience. He played on his college's disc golf team or a frisbee golf as they say it but hey that's how you know he's good because they weren't really worrying about their score too much it was more about the weed that they were smoking so i know that phil dunphy would not only have we would not only beat everybody but we'd have be having a great time at it as well so he's the best phil dunphy nice Dude. all right i'm gonna go off the cuff actually i'm not being the only father of the podcast i picked my father and the father I strive to be. And there's two. First, it's Bandit Healer. This motherfucker is basically the dog version of Indiana Jones. And fucking dedicated father. I don't care what's going on. And he's dedicated to the fucking pit. Like, we see him ragdoll. Like, we see him take out. He doesn't give a fuck. He's dedicated to that thing. You want to know what he else is dedicated into? Fucking disc golf. We see him play fucking Australian football. We see him love cricket. He loves all the fucking... Weird indie fucking sports that nobody gives a fucks about. So, of course, he's going to fucking love disc golf. And he is a dog, but he's a dog with thumbs. Dogs with thumbs can throw fucking frisbees. Dog with thumbs can throw frisbees 20 times farther than a human with thumbs. Just a fact of life. Also, I'm going to do this one because I fucking need to get his name out there. <laughs> Greg Universe from Steven Universe. He's also one of the greatest dads. He traveled out into the band just looking fucking to play music and to play disc golf. So, of course, he's going to be the best disc golf dad. Fucking let his son do what the fuck he wants and play disc golf. <laughs> disc golf, disc golf, disc golf. Let's jump into putting posters. All right. Do you guys have any? No. Do you, no? All right. I think I only have one before we wrap up this pod. Sure. Was Corey Ellis's putt good? No. We haven't seen the video of Corey Ellis's putt? I don't think so. The one that falls out of the basket, like straight through the bottom. Out of the basket. Oh, cool. So was it like good? it hits middle chains, drops he out of the He looks down, pick up as many, and then it just falls right through the this hole, I guess, in the bottom. Cool. The worst spit out ever. Was it good? Yeah, no, because didn't end up in the basket. Didn't go, didn't go in the basket. Yeah. Didn't count. Didn't count. Didn't count. I'll, I'll, I'll die on that hill. That's the hill Jefferson dies on. Always. Sure, it's a fucking good. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I know. I'm just kidding, of course. But I think that is going to wrap up this episode of Kirby's Disco World. If you enjoy it, not only make sure to rate and review the podcast because it helps us out. Follow us all on our social medias as well as everything else you can do. I don't really know what else you can do, but just do it. Do all that jazz. Hopefully, we'll see all you next week. All that jazz. Week.